Ladies and Gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable. These are great questions. God, you're asking a comedian a math question. Really good question. Thank you. Damn it. This is so much fun, you guys. Ooh, that is a good question. And that lightning round was so fun. That's a really good question. Comedy fans, conversation enthusiasts, it is a brand new episode of the Comedy Roundtable. Pull up a chair, settle in. We have a great conversation for you this episode. Let's get this party started. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, sir. We have a very special guest. We are recording live at the Punchline Comedy Club, technically adjacent in the Landmark Diner. We have comedian Jeff Foxworthy joining us this episode. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Are you buying me dinner or is it just the show? Oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do the dinner. We'll do the whole thing. We got, we got the, the whole bit. Um, I like how we got that address right off yeah, the bat. we're in the diner, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to get some dinner out of this, right? Cause I'm <laughs> At least some pie or something. Yeah, some pie is incredible. Pie, yeah. yeah. Format of the show is really actually fairly simple. How many interviews do you think you've done related to comedy in your career? In my life, I have no idea. Tens I'm, of thousands? Probably. I mean, I, have, I still have mornings where I will do like... 10 or 11 interviews in the course of a morning. Okay. Yeah. But then you are also the interviewer because you have your show. On Sirius 97, Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup, I have a show called A Comic Mind where I talk to comics. And I mean, and kind of the idea was, it's like, what makes us different? Why do we think the way we do as opposed to, to everybody else? Why are we able to do this? Are you surprised by the answers that you get or the insights you get from other comics? Yeah, you know, it's like I, I, I think because my first question for everybody is, do you think you're born funny or is it a skill set you can acquire? And probably 90% of the people say born funny. Like I knew at a very young age that I had this gift. In fact, it's, it's, it's almost hard for me to take credit for it because I'm like, I don't know why I can do this. Right. I, I can't fix my refrigerator. But if you say, here's a piece of paper, go write me 50 jokes about eating in a diner, I could do that. Right, and I right. don't know why I can do that. So. Do you think that's what Walter Payton said, too? He said, I don't know why I can do this. I can't tell a joke to save my life, but I can run past people all the time. Yeah. You know? well, but I think we're all gifted. Yep. You know, some people have that gift of being a nurse or a caretaker to old people. Right. I, I don't have the mentality for that, but it's truly a gift. Yeah. And some people are great at it. Yeah. Just the patience. So the format here for us is we ask a couple of quick lightning round questions. The topics for this evening are, that's exhausting, something's cooking, and yep, that's about right. So we'll start with, yep, that's about right, clockwise or counterclockwise? Counter. Counterclockwise, starting with Adam. All right. Someone is described to you as a jerk. What do you see when they walk in the door that makes you say, yep, that's about right? If they got that punch face, and that's the only thing, but it's like when you see that face and you go, all I want to do is just, I just hit you. punch you. I just want to punch you. <laughs> do you think it's possible to overcome the punch face? I, I, you know, maybe like the gift of comedy, you may be born with it, but, yeah. but you, but you knew what I meant. Yeah. Oh, oh I absolutely yeah. know yeah, what yeah. you mean. And I wonder always, is, is that a nice guy that's got a punch face? It could be. Right. <laughs> Cause I had this conversation with my daughter yesterday. Can there be like super sweet girls that have RBF? Oh, right. oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And she said, yes, because one of her friends just bless her heart has RBF, yeah. you know, and she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Is there a surgical fix to that? I think the plastic surgeons are often are like, you have a punch face. I can help you with yeah. that. We got to raise yeah. these cheeks. The, the punch, the punch, punch face is a little smugness. Yeah. To it's it. a little He's, too pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little too pretty. If I had the punch face, I think I would walk around with cookies. 
just so that you're like, you, please, I know I have a bunch of face here. Have Take a cookie. some cookies. Right. I'm not a horrible person. Please don't hit me anymore. Don't hit me. <laughs> I think I would want to see family pictures. Like, is it a, oh, is, a, family it a tree. is it just one? Is it the one random one or is there multi-generational? I think it's multi. I think most like guys that have a punch face, their dads also have a punch yeah, face. Yeah. And they got it from their dad. And they're literally at just home, just wailing Do on each other. Do you want to go to Disney this year? You know we can't go out in public with these faces. Yeah, yeah. We can't go to those kind of places with these Especially faces. Especially with your kids, because yeah. now you're multiplying the chances of getting away. We are all going to get punched. Yeah. You know we don't do amusement parks. I think parks. it's a family. I think it's <laughs> genetic. All right, so you come home, and your wife is furious at you. What did you do that makes you say, yeah, that's about right? <laughs> For me, it, it would be I forget to tell her things. Uh, yeah. You know, she'll come home and she'll go, okay, now next Monday we're ha- we have dinner with the clients. And I go, no, I'm going to Arkansas Saturday to look for arrowheads. And she goes, and when did you decide to right. do this? Yeah. And I go, I told you this like three months ago. Yeah. She's like, no, you did not tell me because here's the family calendar. Yeah. And you know you didn't tell her, but you're like, it was three months ago. It was in passing. Yeah. You were on the run. You probably didn't hear me, but. <laughs> well, because I knew then it wasn't going to be met with applause. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. I might have said it when she was in the shower. She's pulling yeah. out the driveway. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to Arkansas next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you are a parent. Mm-hmm. You so far have a pretty spotless record, right? With you feel like wins, losses, ties, pretty good record. Pretty good record. Okay. Was there a time when you had to discipline a child where they knew that they were going to get in trouble? They came to you, kind of confessed, owned up to their wrongdoing, and you said, "Yeah, it's about right." Yeah. You will see my oldest daughter. We never had to discipline her because she would tell she was she was the guilty conscience kid. (laughs) So if she did something wrong, she would five minutes later come to them. Mom, Dad, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. She would tell. Now, self-confessor. The, the little one, <laughs> the funny one, would look you right in the eyes and lie right to you. you know? <laughs> right. And so one day I come home, and they're little. They're like two and four or three and five. They're in the bathtub. And I walk in the kitchen, and there's Hershey's chocolate syrup on the floor, on the counter. It's everywhere. Everywhere. I walk back to the bathroom. My older one's sitting there totally clean. The youngest has Hershey syrup on her forehead, her cheeks, her (laughs) shoulders and all. And I said, who was playing in the Hershey syrup? Both of them. Not me, Dad. (laughs) I mean, and I'm I'm looking at Jules, the little one, and I'm going, you really? You you don't know anything? Nope. And I said, all right, here's the deal. If nobody comes clean on this, both of you are not going to get to watch TV for a week. If somebody's honest, they'll get to not watch TV for a day. Nice. The prisoner's I'm, dilemma is suddenly I'm kicking always, in. I'm yeah. almost back to the kitchen. Here comes little naked Jules out of the tub. Dad, I just remembered. <laughs> just remembered. Just remembered. I just had a memory. Now, my my father's grandfather, this is what well, he said when he did something bad, his granddad would say, I'm going to spank you for this. I'm not doing it today. I'm going to do it next Thursday. Wow. Okay. So you had like a week to think about it before, yeah. before you got the spanking. At least it gave him a date certain. I kind of like that. Because it was, and, and he said, hey, he did it so he would calm down and it wouldn't be emotional, but B. Right. The anticipation the anti- of the spanking worse coming. Than the spanking. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. You build it up in your head. And it'd be worse if they said sometime in the next week it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. then right. you'd be scared to walk through the doorway, right? <laughs> yeah. I, one of the very, when the girls finally got real report cards. Yeah. 
um, I used to tell them, bees are below, you sleep in the garage. Oh, okay. Was, and every night before we go to bed, Smart I'd be kid like, hey, remember, bees are below, sleep in the garage. Kelly calls me at work one day, and she says, (laughs) Avery got off the bus crying today, and I got a call from one of the other moms. What did you tell her about her report card? And I said, bees are below, you sleep in the garage? And they said, yeah. So Avery doesn't know what's on her report card, but she has a report card, and she's afraid she has to sleep in the garage. She's terrified. She's like, you can't do that to them. And I said, I feel like it worked. That's that's the point where you need to get in the car, and you need to drive to Pike's and buy a bale of of pine straw and just put it in the corner. And just go get go. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and a little yeah. like a yeah. dish towel to cover up with yeah. And, yeah. and a bucket. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> said you bucket. get a blanket, a you get a thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> You're like, Kelly, you don't understand. That was a parenting win. You, you think it was a parenting loss. Like, I thought I thought it had its, like, intended, its intended purpose. The, the kid yeah. was afraid to come home with a yeah. bad report. Yeah. Yeah. Defax didn't love it, but she got an A, right? Sure. Defax has no sense of humor. No. Right. (laughs) All right. We will be back with more with comedian Jeff Foxworthy right after this. So one of the things I like about the new name, the Comedy Roundtable, is that one, we are actually sitting at a roundtable as we do this, but it also brings forth images of Camelot. Right. At the round table. Right. And we are kind of the knights, if you will, of the round table. Can you self-knight? Um, I don't think I can self-knight, so I'm actually not knighted, but there's an expectation as we go further into this that you would probably knight me. It's like a nickname. I am never calling you sir. And you will call me sir if I'm a knight. We are knights. Our guest is the jester. You, did you, you just self-knighted. We've talked about this. Why would we not be the jesters? Yeah, and our guest is the knight. Yeah. And we could knight them every time they come by. Now this I like. This is dangerously close to making up a fake fraternity. But I think we would have a really cool secret society. So stick around. Enjoy our secret society. Let's go back to Jeff. All right. Round two. We have two remaining topics for discussion here with our comedian guest, Mr. Jeff Foxworthy. Okay. So our two remaining topics are that's exhausting or something's cooking. Something's cooking. All right. Something's cooking, starting with Adam. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten and liked? Sweetbreads, probably. Yeah. Have you, have you tried sweetbreads? I have not. It's a, it's, it's a Georgia thing. I grew up in Utah, and then I lived in the Northeast for a long time. They are? But sweetbreads, sweet I think, is a Southern thing, isn't it? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't well, think my so. wife's from New Orleans, so maybe. Okay. Um, do you know what sweetbreads are? I thought sweetbreads were brains. No. I don't know what it's, they are. All right, then I'm wrong, then. <laughs> and, and, and and you only get them in nice restaurants. And and my wife would always order sweetbreads. It's the thymus gland of a cow. Okay. And it just sounds horrible. Yeah. And so for years and years and years, I watched her eat them. And finally, one day she's like, do you want to try one little bite? And I went, crap, this is delicious. Those are good. I think how many people ordered sweetbread off of the menu and like, this sounds really delightful. Well, right. they probably thought they were getting a cinnamon roll. Right, exactly. You know, but no, it's like a sautéed or a fried thymus gland yeah. of a cow. Okay. I just looked it up. It's just like chicken? I was, I was wrong. I was close regionally in the part of the body, but was wrong. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where the thymus gland is, but I just don't like glands in general is, is yeah. my, in my well, food. no, me either. Yes. I don't sit back, boy, David, why don't we get some glands on the way home, boys? <laughs> 
I can just see a butcher no, saying, we, like, we should eat that, too. Let's see if that tastes any good. Like well, a some, the, somebody had to be the first yeah, one, right? He's breaking down that cow, and he's like, we got this thing here. I bet this tastes good. It's Let's real say, tender. Come here. Yeah. Jerry, come on, eat. Try this one. Jerry will try anything. Yeah. All right, Jamie, what you got? All right, so you're sent to the front lines of the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine. Oh, boy, topical. And you have to solve the conflict by just cooking one meal that you're going to provide to the troops, and they're going to realize we're all just coming together on this one meal. It's peace, not war. Your peace meal. What's that peace meal? I'm a big barbecue nut. Yeah. Yeah. I would do chopped pork. I would do Glenn Garner's mother's potato salad. Mm. which is really awesome. I would do my mother-in-law's mac and cheese because she cooks it to where the top, the cheese, there's big chunks of cheese in it. Oh, it's kind of nice. burnt like on yeah, yeah. top. The crispy oh, yeah. shell. The crispy shell. Yeah. Well, you got to get to it first so you get that part in your yeah. Oh, yeah. before you anybody else. You don't want to yeah. be in the back of the line and no. somebody's eating all the All crisp the crispy shell. And then there's yeah. the jerk that takes only crispy shell. <laughs> and then down there by the farm, the Hunter's Pub has a peanut butter pie that this grandmother makes every day. So, and if you can eat that and still want to fight somebody, right. you, you're not, no you don't, solid you don't, no. yeah. there's no solid at would that have point peace until the guys got to where there was no more crispy cheese at the top. Oh, if there was a crispy cheese issue, I mean, it might escalate. But things. maybe we could make it in a thinner pan where most ah, yes. of it was yeah. the crispy cheese. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that crispy cheese would stop a war. I think uh, Yes, it totally could. I, that meal you just described, I don't understand how you walk away from that angry. You can't. Right? So you're just like, you know, you guys are okay. We're going to yeah. leave us. Let's let's revisit this in a month. Yeah. Right? Let's bring yeah. this up a go little home. later. Yeah. good. We'll check this later. <laughs> we got enough. You got enough land. Look, yeah. look at the globe. You right. got enough land. Yeah. I got land. You got land. Yeah. I'll see you guys in a month. Maybe we can get Foxworthy to make us another meal. Are you a dessert guy? Do you say you're mostly desserts or you're... Yes, I am. I got a sweet tooth, but if I had to pin it down to one thing, it would probably be cookies. Adam runs up to the Highlands area to pick up pies at the holiday season. Oh, my season. God. There's oh. this place in the Highlands, in Cashier's Farmer's Market in the Highlands. I've been there, dude. They make pies that will change your you life. You put them on top of your head, your tongue will beat your I mean, brains out trying to get yeah. them on. <laughs> Exactly. I don't even like pie. And we went, my wife and What's I were staying up there. The apple pie is is to die for. It's, and it's there's still uh, crisp apples, not too sweet, not so it's like yeah, syrupy, yeah. just a little cinnamon oh. and sugar with a crust that makes you just oh, it's the crispy cheese on the top that's the I best though. I have a tingling in my nether region yeah. right now. Well, <laughs> Jeff, next time I run up there, I'm grabbing you. You should pie. get an extra pie. I'm I can bring it. Pie. We can do pie. a pie exchange here. All right. So, what is the smell that most reminds you of your favorite place? I got to be very careful answering this. Indeed. Uh, I was thinking if something's cooking. Oh, something's cooking. Oh, okay. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, (laughs) There's that one perfume. I will tell you, so back in the early days of comedy, I used to play a ton of one-nighters. And there was like, there were some that went from Florida and South Carolina and North Carolina. So I, I have no idea what town this is, what part of North Carolina. But I was driving and I could smell barbecue. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, that smells good. Somebody's smoking and, something. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like figuring out, like at the stop sign, which way is the wind blowing? So I find <laughs> out, I go find this place, and it looks like a shack. Yeah, had a concrete black and you block that you stepped into, and you go in, and there's a guy back there just sweating. He's got a meat cleaver, just chopping this pork up, and they put coleslaw on it, and and I bought a sandwich, and I'm going down the road, and I, and it's like sex. It was like. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is so incredibly good. And I've talked about it for years and years. 
I couldn't tell you what town it was in. Right. Couldn't tell so just follow your nose is the so answer. <laughs> six, seven years later, my wife and I are driving through North Carolina. And as we're driving, I go, There it is. That's it. That's the place. <laughs> That's the pl-. and I still don't know what. So again, we figure it out. We go and they haven't upgraded one thing. It's <laughs> right. still the concrete block, still the guy back there pouring sweat with a chopping. So I buy me a sandwich, I buy my wife a sandwich. And she'd heard me for six years talking about this. And we get down the road about a mile, and she says, stop, go back. And we went back, and she bought like six sandwiches. Yeah. And then we had to stop at the first gas station we came to and buy a styrofoam cooler and a bag of ice. Yeah. And she goes, this is the greatest sandwich I've ever had in my life. Follow your nose. And the only way I knew was I smelled That smell. And she's like, and by the way, we're going to put a pin on a map here, right? So we can find this location again. And we still don't know. I mean, that's. (laughs) All right. That is it for uh, that second round of questions. We'll be back with our very good friend, Mr. Jeff Foxworthy, right after this. So we've now been doing our shows live from the Landmark Diner, yeah. which is adjacent to... Punchline Comedy Club. Kind of a great punchline comedy yeah. club. Yeah. One of my favorite things about diners is kind of the different design motifs that they have. And this one I love is they have around the edge of the ceiling probably 200 different flags. Yep. One show, we are going to go through and see how many of these flags we can actually identify. Oh, guest, guest flag identification? Yeah. That will actually be great audio. Great audio. It's got a little bit of a red with a blue adjacent to it. Yeah. It's kind of a royal blue, not really a navy blue. They have an old Soviet Union flag up there. It's kind of a classic. They might be seeing that flag more often. Why you got to do that again? <laughs> Anyhow, I love I love these kind of designs. These places give you the best design. I like where the bottles are held. I like the flags. I like the it's change to the lights. It's, it's timeless. Diner's right. Yeah. It's timeless. Classic 24-hour diner. It is. I love it. All right. We've been appreciative with the time you've taken with us here this evening, Jeff. So we are now on our last and remaining topic, and that is that's exhausting. So we'll start with Adam. We're after the uh, late show where you were kind enough to do this after your your set. I'm exhausted right now, and I don't do this for a living. How have you been able over your career to do late shows like this and do morning interviews and do game shows and do like how do you? deal with this late night stuff at i mean at my age i feel like i want to be in bed by nine o'clock this isn't hard what's hard is like when you go out to vegas yeah and like it's rodeo week and they don't start it till after the radio rodeo and so this say the show starts at 10 their time well that's 12 oh, or right. one here right and you've been up since six that morning yeah your stamina, though, is amazing that you can do all that it, i just always accepted i'd like i i, I never created Treated jet lag like it was a thing. Yeah. Whatever time it is, that's what time it is. Yep. And so that's what you, you tell me with. what time it is, that's what time it is. Yep. Your body, you tell your body what time it is. Yeah. It doesn't tell you. Yeah. Good. I don't feel like my question is as interesting as Adam's question couldn't there, have been. but uh, it couldn't have been. That was yeah. a really right. good question. So you, you, you find yourself being chased by a swarm of bees and you and the swarm of bees are moving at the exact same pace. So as long as you can keep moving, the bees are not going to get to you. How far can you go before you've hit your limit and you're fall victim to the bees? Wide open run. Oh God. 15 feet. (laughs) 
that's that's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. After. I, I, mean, I, I give you ten yards. I probably give you like fifty yards, yeah. and then, I'm, then my ass is getting stung. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping I come to the lake before fifty yards. Yeah, I, I can see that football field, but, and I'm looking now, at him. Now, my like, daughter a couple of years ago gave me a beehive for Christmas. Okay. I wow. never expressed any interest, but she was like, "Dad, let's do this together." So I had to do it. Got to. Was this like the old ant farms where you'd send away for the ants? Or was, was it, like was it yeah, actual bees? Yeah, you send away for the bees. Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, they deliver in like a screen box with like 5,000 bees in oh. it. Oh. Seriously? And the mailman brings it. Oh, my God. Wow. That must no. be the coolest thing. So you see. can hear. And I got to the point, like I would go open the beehive and I, would, and I wouldn't wear gloves or the mask or anything. Oh. I would just, I kept a very calm spirit. Because I felt like the bees just Whoa. just felt off your vibe, and and I would pick them up and check and put them back down. You are a beekeeper. That is then. the confidence of a man who's had one of those barbecue sandwiches from that back <laughs> in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. because I figured those sandwiches are going to be in heaven, and if the bees kill me, yeah. I'm I'll have those sandwiches. Those sandwiches. Yeah, yep. that's a full beekeeper, though. If you can, if you can do that calmly, yeah, no screen, no, no, screen, smoke, no, no, no gloves. Oh my gosh, you are one with the bees. Did you actually produce honey? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we oh, did. Nice. Not as much as I had hoped. Still yeah. have the bees? They died. They just died oh. this winter. And oh, somebody no. told me that kind of happens sometimes. Okay. So I got to get new bees. I have over the years found you to be one of the most gracious people, just in the way you interact with people. And I say that because I've, got, I've had the good fortune to meet a lot of comedians over the years. And my question is, in the span of time since you first went on stage, how many jokes do you think you've been told by people after a show? Oh, my God. Oh, the after show I have, joke. I have no idea. But the weirdest is when they tell you your joke. No. I have people tell me my jokes a lot, and I'm never sure what my response is. Because <laughs> I, I come like, I'm like, <laughs> I remember when I wrote that. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. So they're resp- and and they know that it's your joke. Yes. And they're saying, "Oh, I know your joke. Yeah. Here I am. That that proves you that I'm somehow worthy of you." And then they will proceed I'm not a to casual tell fan. you the joke. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's a little Do they weird. ever say, you know, you should try delivering it this way? I think if you just, you know. I don't need a critic, buddy. You're like, yeah. <laughs> no, they're just, they, they're trying to tell you your joke. Yeah. It's, it's, they're trying to play inside baseball with you. They're like, we know you, Jeff. <laughs> I don't imagine musicians have a similar experience where after Probably a show, not, right, somebody says, let me sing you your song. I love when you <laughs> sing, right? But there's an intimacy that's very different, I think, between an audience and because comedians are so accessible to the people who see the show yeah. after the show. Yeah. You get to immediately go and shake hands and say, thank you for coming. And um, so, so there is this sort of different relationship that invites it. There's something about me people feel like they know. Like people come up to me in the grocery store and they don't say, excuse me, Mr. Foxworthy. People come up to me and go, hey, Jeff, Jeff, let me tell you what my brother did. <laughs> and, they, and they will proceed to tell me things they probably shouldn't tell their therapist. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, but yeah. there's a, so it, there's that feeling like, I know you, we're friends, you know, yeah. which that, I love that. It makes you very accessible. Like it, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's good and bad about it, but it's a lot of good that yeah, comes from that very, too. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a nice yeah. compliment. Right. Well, so um, I guess what I was what I was getting at is it's I think that when done really well, how you tell a joke, your relatability, your ability to communicate with an audience is like a superpower. 
right? And I would say that it has really been a pleasure getting to know and appreciate Clark Kent. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I really do feel like one of the luckiest guys in the world because after 37 years, I still love this. I still love doing it. Yeah. My fear always from the beginning is I don't want to stay too long at the dance and everybody's seen the comic that you go, oh, right. they were funny. Time to before. hang them up. Yeah. Yeah. So I never want to be that guy. And my wife always says, just listen, they'll tell you when you're, right. when you're not funny anymore. That's right. People talk about it all the time that you've had these opportunities to host a radio show and to host a television show and have very successful television shows and a sitcom and all the other stuff. Is there something that's always most special about the joke and the stage and the Without club a doubt. and the audience? Without a doubt. It's, and I've enjoyed, I've gotten to do a lot of different things and, and things I really enjoyed. Like the sitcom I didn't like, but I had very young kids at the time and it was life consuming. Yeah, and I hard. thought, well, maybe I don't like television. And then years later we did blue collar comedy, which was sketch. And I found out I love sketch because I'd walk in and go, Hey, can I weigh 500 pounds and have Elvis sideburns? And they're like, yeah, let's <laughs> we can do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get do it into it. makeup. Yeah. There's very few people that can do this really well. I think proportionately, like yeah. there's a lot of musicians. There's a lot of actors. There's very few people that make this their life's work. Mm -hmm. But the passion about this, I think, is as strong as anybody's passion about music or acting. When you, I love to sit around with comics and just listen to them talk about what makes a joke good or what makes, but after all these years, this is, if you put a gun to my head and said, you can't do but one, I wouldn't have to think about it. I'm going to yeah. stand up. Wow. Stand up. Well, it just always seemed to me that the magic, the sweetness of hearing somebody else's laughter. Yeah. Right. Starts that, well, with one what, person. What else would you want to do? Right. right. To, to, to make somebody laugh, to make them feel better. It's like the greatest feeling in the world. You know, when you're done, they feel better than when you showed up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, whatever it takes, that, that moment of actually making somebody laugh is, is incredibly Gosh, special. The, yeah. It's, it's a super feeling. Music. Yeah, yeah. It's it is a super feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's heaven. Nothing it's like a drug know, almost. And, and like I've done radio shows, but you don't hear the laugh when you're doing radio. Right. Right. When you're doing a, a sitcom, you're not in front of a live audience half the time. You don't hear the response. You just write, rewrite, practice, shoot. And and so with this, you know, two seconds after it's out of your mouth, it's either good or it's not. They right. tell you. They're always right. They're always right. Yeah. To your wife's point, just listen. Yeah, just listen. They'll tell you. And there are nights I remember that, that like it'll be a big laugh and I'll allow myself just like half this a second it. to go. This is the good stuff. Isn't this nice? Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Jeff. I would... Uh, <laughs> pie for so, everybody. Pie, pie for everybody. Is there anything you'd like us to plug? My uh, my Netflix special comes out March 22nd. All right. So what's the name of the special? It's called The Good Old Days. Nice. Really the Good Old Days. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Yeah, man. All right. Well, Thanks for coming by. Thank you, sir. All right. That was a fun episode with our guest, Mr. Jeff Foxworthy. Always appreciate him swinging by the Punchline Comedy Club. So for Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, you know where to find us. We'll be back in the corner booth. See you next week. Right after the show. See you.